0: Welcome to the Everything Early Childhood podcast, designed for approved providers, nominated supervisors, and other childcare leaders. This fun, lighthearted, and very serious podcast features weekly episodes on strategy, advice, and conversations with fascinating and inspiring people from across our sector. Join the journey and have access to the tools and inspiration you need to create high performing childcare businesses. Let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Everything Early Childhood. I'm your host, founder of Platinum Education Group, and I am privilege to be with you for another week to share some insights. And this week is a really special day. So where this is being released on You OK? Day. So it felt in tune to make sure that we were putting something out there to make leaders, educators, team members really stop and really reflect on how they can make their workplaces um, foster a culture of well-being. So in today's episode, we'll just be delving into it. It's going to be a little short, Short one, but I wanted to. I'm taking my own advice. I'm just recording this, ready to head out for a comedy. Um, event with my friends, so really excited to fill my fun cup um, and see all of those amazing, hopefully good um, comedians, stand up comedians. So I'll keep you posted with how that's how that goes. Um, but today, I really wanted to. I feel like it's a responsibility as a leader to create a really supportive and inclusive environment for all of our teams and. We got into a really big discussion today and a bit of an internal dialogue and reflection around the meaning of Are You OK? Day. So a lot of services out there will be planning some really beautiful events to show their team really how much they mean to them and just to focus on their own well-being. But I really want you to stop before you do that and encourage you to really think about what questions can you ask the team? What things can you put in place, not just for one day, but embedded into every single thing that you do so that it isn't just a tokenistic approach, it's something that is meaningful. It's something that is ongoing. Now it's not just in one service, it's not just in one area of of my life um, but so many people that I've been speaking to are going through some really big stuff right now and this is stuff that is totally out of their control, it's big things, it's not even work related, it's personal and you just feel for them and it's really important to be to be there and listen and obviously be open and hold space but sometimes and I don't know if you're like me but sometimes I feel a little bit um not lost but I feel a little bit Um, helpless almost, because I'm not sure how to help them and how how I can solve it for them. But I think it's important to remember that it's not our job to solve things for people, but if we can just be there and hold that space to listen, then that is such a powerful thing to feel like that you are not alone. And I think that's a really beautiful, big, First step in the process, even if you can't do anything to help them, even if they can't do anything, because so many of these big things that are happening in the world right now and to people are things outside of even their control. So, all that we can control is us, our attitude, how we respond to things, being there, checking in, making sure that our people are okay. And I think one of the most powerful questions that we can ask people all the time when they disclose something is, of course, make sure they know that it's safe with you. Safety is a really important thing that people feel. If they disclose something to you, you're not just going to tell everybody else that it's safe with you, that information. But the other thing is also ask them, how can I support you? Like, what do you need right now? And let them answer that, and let them be there, you know. To and let them know that you'll be there if you, they do need anything, and keep checking in with them as well. The other thing on my mind last night, I watched a—I don't even remember what show it was from. Um, oh yeah, like Only Murders in the Building. Do you watch that? We've been watching that. The new season's just been released, and in Murders in the Building, they're talking about they're putting on a play, and in the play, it was all about. Um, Warriors, and they said, um, "Oh, you know what? It wasn't actually murders in the building. It was Virgin River. So the new uh, the new season of Virgin Rivers come out as well, and um, there was the the village was on fire, and one of the people in the town um, in Virgin River, um, they." are currently going through some medical issues and um, he said like they're not at their best and they're really beating themselves up because they weren't at their best and the town was going through this crisis situation. But he's like, look, we're all warriors. We're all warriors and um, when one of our warriors and one of our people is down and out or in trouble, we band together to lift them back up. So it's not just about one person, it's about all the people and your people and who are your people that you surround yourself with. And I think it's important to make sure that you're checking in on that regularly. The people that you surround yourself with are the people that you are most like. Make sure that you have people there. You are never alone. There is always somebody there who can support and help you through situations or just be there to listen. Um, Of course, there's Lifeline. Beyond Blue, so if you are feeling like you do need to speak to a professional, please make sure that you do reach out and make that phone call. It's sometimes easier to speak to a complete stranger about something and get a different perspective, particularly from a professional, than it is for to speak to a um, a friend or somebody you know. But remember, if somebody is disclosing to you, just be really open. Um, if you're in a situation potentially where they might be disclosing to you, but you are not okay yourself. Then let them know. Just say, "Hey, I'm re- um, I I appreciate you telling me. I'm really sorry this is happening." I said, but let them know that you're not in a place to be able to handle that right now. That you're not okay either, because it just like children in those big moments and big emotions. Children need our calm. Not our chaos. And that's the same thing and same situation for anyone, any human being. So, Are You Okay Day is dedicated to raising awareness about mental health and encouraging meaningful conversations about mental health. So, at the end of today's episode, I want to share some questions with you that you can ask your team. And one of those questions I really want to encourage you to ask your whole team is how you can feel safe here. What can we do to make you feel supported, valued? Um, You know, how can we support you? So on these down days, what process do you have in place in your service to make sure that you are offering that check-in, offering that service, offering that um, connection, like those safe people within the service? Who are they? Do you have buddies? And does your team feel safe to raise these things? You know, our favourite author, Brene Brown, talks a lot about vulnerability and in order to be vulnerable, we also have to be brave. In order to be brave, we have to step out of our comfort zone and we have to find a person that we do feel safe and that we do feel comfortable with in order to be able to talk and have these conversations. And it's important to, even if it might not seem like a big deal or it might not seem like such a big thing now, these things have a real way of just kicking your butt um, when you least expect it and coming up. So, um, and all those emotions will come flooding back. So, it's really important to make sure that you, you know who those people are around you to have those conversations and build that within your team. So, can you... Do your team foster open and honest discussions? Do your team feel really comfortable to have those conversations? And if not, why not? Really break that down and it may come back to a sense of belonging, a sense of trust, um, a sense of like they don't feel empowered to do it, they don't feel like it's safe. So really ask those questions to your team. So, the first thing I wanted to do was talk about the importance of consistent check ins. So, it's really important, and every service does this differently. So, not just tomorrow, not just on Are You Okay Day, not just yesterday. Every single day in your service should be, or you should have a regular systematic plan for how you're going to check in with people in your service. So you could start and explain why, um, why it's crucial and why we need to be doing this and why all leaders, we have an obligation to make sure that we consistently check in with all of our team's mental health. So whether you're the nominated supervisor, pass this information and let your room leaders know how crucial this is. You don't need to be checking in on everyone, but you do need to make sure that everyone is checked in on. So we need to make sure that it's consistent that it's planned, and you have a bit of a process around how you do it. So whether it's, um, you know, when you walk in in the morning, you say good morning, you walk around to everyone. That is a really informal check-in. So if anyone wants to go into more detail during that, you can schedule some time to have a more formal sit-down check-in to see how they're going. Now I know that how time poor we are in services, and but some things are non negotiable and check-ins are one of them. I guarantee you the problems start in services when the check-ins stop or the check-ins are non-existent. And I mean like leadership, so nominated supervisors checking in with leaders, I mean leaders checking in with their teams, and then also checking in with the children, asking how they are as well. So we really want to make sure that you've got that strategy in place, whether it's monthly whether it's weekly, whether it's fortnightly, whether it's bi monthly, because you've got a really big team. But you really want to make sure that it moves beyond their job performance, that it builds trust, that you foster that sense of belonging and help identify potential issues early on. Do not ignore the signs and signals. Make sure that you tackle it head on before it blows up. We know what a blow up looks like in a service, whether it's emotions um, or something else, Um, many stories, but we want to make sure that when we are noticing those signs that we're tackling it straight away. So we want to make sure everyone feels really empowered, trusted, that they have their well-being and the morale of the team is at the first and foremost. Our, we are in, at the end of the day, we are in the people business. So it's really important. Our people are our businesses. Look after your people. Make sure, I, I guarantee you, the number one thing that your team wants from their leader is to show that they care. Genuinely care, not tokenistic, not every once in a while, but that they genuinely care about you as a human. And we have obligations as leaders, not just to make sure that everyone's doing their job, but to make sure that we are and have amazing humans, um, human beings around us. So, some strategies for some check ins could be that you um, discuss the importance of well being in a team meeting. You want to make sure that you lead by example, so you might want to go first. Um, we are implementing the strategy of asking a question in advance, so then everyone has a chance to have a think about it and then bring their answers to the team meeting. So then we can put that in place. If well-being and I mean well-being for team, children and families is not a priority to your service, I get, I really recommend having it as part of one of your goals for your quality improvement plan. It is something that is so, so crucial and there's so much going on below the surface right now and guaranteed that if there is something happening with one of your team members in the service or they're unhappy with something, it isn't what it seems. There is always something underneath the surface and as a leader, it's our job to be really curious and come from a place of love, come from a place of support to find out exactly what it is under the surface. If we don't get to the crux of what the actual issue is, we cannot help. And for all of you out there, if you don't let us know and you're not open about what the actual issue is, it is really, really challenging and difficult to be able to help you. Um, I'm not you know, we're not mind readers. We don't know what's happening in your mind. So it's really, it's really important if you can, if it's safe to do so, to have those conversations and let your leaders know so that they can do something about it. If they don't, then it's a really um, obvious sign that potentially they don't care or they might be busy. So just let them know how much it means to you. Um, Because again, as leaders, we have to really realise and one of the big lessons from leaders is around when people, there's so much happening day to day in a service. And so when we're walking around, particularly in the mornings and everyone's um, letting us know about the day, about like yesterday, the morning, how's it going? There's lots and lots of information. So often or at times, What can happen is that you will hear information. um, A great leaders actually walk around with a notebook. So if you can walk around with a notebook, take notes as you're walking around. Because a, a big reflection early on in leadership is, is somebody saying something to me that I'm just not hearing, and there's a difference between listening and hearing. So am I not hearing what they're saying, or Am I hearing them? But I'm just not taking action, and I'm not doing anything about it because at times, and not even deliberately, it's just that things, other things, pop up. But at times, we might not take action on things because we don't think that they're important. But if somebody has said in your team has said something to you more than once, it is important to them. So even if you can't action it immediately communication is key to letting them know that you have this plan in place. And for everyone, sometimes things can't happen straight away. There's lots of logistics to organise around different things but it's really important to communicate and make sure that they're aware that these are the steps that are currently happening and taking place and let them, give them progress notes. So give them updates on how everything is going so that they are confident that they are being heard and being valued. So you might want to have regular sit-down meetings, so one-on-one meetings. Um, In our director's network group, we talk a lot about um, one of our members they take their team out of the service so they're really lucky they've got this beautiful beach view she sent us a photo just to rub it in a little bit thank you no but it was gorgeous um they look over the mountains onto this beautiful water view and so she said, by taking them outside of the service, it allowed them to have a more personal connection and personal conversation, and connect a lot more. Rather than being continually interrupted, they found that it really helped the team to feel valued and cared about because um, they were focusing on the, that quality time. So, if we look at the five love languages, and you know, quality time is one of them. So. I, even if you don't know someone's love language, you can ask them, get them to do the quiz. It also relates to work, yes. Um, so it, it doesn't matter. Just work your way around all five so that you can um, make sure that everybody is getting what they need. So just like the children, when we're in the rooms educating the children, it is all about making sure that we are, we know them and making sure that we are meeting their needs. Needs wherever they're at. Same thing when you step up as a nominated supervisor, except it's not about it's not about the children predominantly anymore. It's about your team, and your team become those people that you need to make sure that you are having seen and heard, and making sure that their needs are being met and meeting them where they are. Some things are unavoidable, so um, whilst it it's never going to be the perfect time to have a break. It's never going to be the perfect time to have a conversation. It's never going to be the perfect time for a lot of things. But sometimes they just need to happen and you just need to make them happen. And when we do it, we make it work. But it's really important to see, okay, on a scale of one to ten, tell me where you're at. Are you green, orange, red? Have a system in your service where you can, and a language almost, where you can check in where everybody's up to. So make sure that these are non negotiable, they're happening in a safe space, that people feel comfortable and trusted to enter that space and that people know that these discussions are judgment-free and confidential. The way to make them judgment-free is just going with curiosity, ask questions and that way you can lead but remember you want to get to the crux of what it actually is and sometimes sometimes it isn't that person not disclosing what it is sometimes that person doesn't actually know or realize so you can break it down by just asking why 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 but keep checking in that they are okay to enter into that conversation if there are mental health that are happening and actually um Simon Sinek talks about not mental health he talks about mental fitness and so just like exercise you know some days our muscles are really sore and we don't feel like we can do as much as we can one day compared to the other so instead of being we don't be we're not hard on ourselves and be like why can't we well, you could do this tomorrow why, why couldn't you do sorry you could do this today why couldn't or yesterday why can't you do it today we give ourselves, we cut ourselves some slack and we're like, you know what? I worked my legs really hard yesterday. So I'm going to work my upper body today to give my legs a break because I just don't feel like I'll be able to do that today. So just the same thing. I don't know why I always use gym analogies. Jeez. Anyway, whatever. Um, So, but just like that with it's when we call it mental fitness, some days are going to be better than others and that is okay. So, We've What we've talked about is the why, the how, so we need to focus on the what. So what are some questions that leaders can ask their team members to initiate meaningful check-in conversations? So I've got five questions here, but I would love to hear yours. Like, let me know, join our Facebook group, Everything Early Childhood. Let me know in the group, what questions do you regularly ask your team? This, I've got five, but we ask one in particular. It's like, what's going on for you in your head and what's going on for you in your your heart because that allows the person to open up from both perspectives and one way to show people that you care genuinely when you listen is remember what they've said to you go back to them and get a ask them how's this going for you even if you know even if somebody else has told you um, go and check in with them so you hear it from them so they feel valued seen heard um, oprah talks about that all the time she says You know, she's interviewed. I don't know how many guests now. She said like over ten thousand or something, and she said at the end of every um, episode, no matter who it is, no matter how um, you know, no, not professional. Anyway, no matter how big they are of a star um, or celebrity—that's the word I'm thinking of. No matter how big of a celebrity or a star they are, it's all they want is to know that they were seen heard and valued did I do a good job do you think I got across was I seen or what I heard and they want to know that what they have to do is of value so just make sure that that is the number one thing that your people are seen and heard so the five other questions that I've got for you are one how are you feeling today both personally and professionally so we say head and heart but professionally or personally. Two, is there anything that's been on your mind lately that you'd like to discuss? Three, what can I do to support you better in your role? Four, are there any challenges you're facing that you'd like help with? So what are your challenges? How can I help you? Five, on a scale of one to 10, how satisfied are you with your work life balance? And sometimes we don't ask these questions because we are afraid of the answer but it's really important that we get this information, even if we can't do anything right now, we know what we need to do and what we need to put in place in order for it to happen in the future. And we just need to let them know the timeline. Sometimes just knowing and you know information is power. So sometimes just knowing is a really great step in the right process. So really encourage everyone to be open and honest and have that communication. Teams that know each other on that personal level are really high functioning teams, teams that trust each other teams that communicate, teams that can be open, teams that can be vulnerable, not all day long standing around the yard talking about their weekend um, and about what they hate and, and, you know, all of the gossip, but literally in the morning pulling them aside and say, hey, you don't seem like yourself today. Is everything okay? And often we avoid having those conversations because I don't know, we don't want to, we're not okay, we're like, oh, they always seem like something's wrong, but has anyone ever asked them? And so, it's really important. So, this special episode aligned with Are You Okay Day, we want to make sure that we are making the time, we have the procedures, we've got strategies in place in our service with what people do, where people go, and to in order to protect People's well being and all of the humans um, around us, all of their beautiful well being as well. So, we want to make sure we consistently check in and demonstrate our commitment to our team's well being, lead by example and openly discuss the importance of mental health, create a safe space for one on one conversations, and use thoughtful questions to initiate meaningful discussions. Again, just to remember that Lifeline. Beyond Blue are available if you do need to reach out to professionals. Um, if it's something, prof- if it's something, um- from early childhood, and you're just wanting a bit of support on that, and you're just stuck, um, message me. I get lots of messages from all of you beautiful people. Um, and I love hearing what you're challenged with and, and how much we're helping. Hopefully, that's why we do these, um, all of you amazing humans out there. So thank you so much for joining us today. Hope you have an amazing, are you okay day and every day. Um, we all have good and we all have bad days, but if you are not, it's okay not to be okay. So thank you so much for listening to today's really short episode. I really appreciate it and I can't wait to hear all of the great things that you are embedding in your service for your team's well-being. Thanks for listening to the Everything Early Childhood podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media or leave a rating and review we read them all. To catch all the latest from me, your host, Lisa Brown, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Lisa Brown underscore Platinum Ed. Thanks again for listening. Keep making every moment count and I'll see you next time.